and welcome to a very special episode of Chapter Chumps. Today we're going to be discussing the last chapter of The Hobbit, as well as sharing our final general thoughts on the book as a whole, and kind of having a group chump breakdown discussion, a chump down, if you will. Hey, 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 Connor, wouldn't that be a good name for a general in the army? General thoughts? <laughs> yeah, you that's... Know, uh, T-H-O-T-S. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> T-H-O-T-S. That, you know, he's, he's, uh... I don't even know what that means. What does that mean, T-H-O-A... Thoughts. I, in that uh, way. I've heard a thought you don't yeah. uh i know it's like some 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 person well i, I want to hear what josh thinks like i want to hear what josh something. thinks well i've heard There's... i've heard of an i've heard it's an acronym oh that so i've, I've heard I, it's an acronym for that, that hoe over there oh, oh probably. Yeah, that makes sense that makes sense i am i'm probably just i don't know if that's accurate but too white and dumb to yeah. to really know I just had no clue. Luckily, we so, have Josh for for all the cool hip lingo. Yes, he keeps I, up I, with the times. No, I yeah. don't. I just read the internet comments. Yeah, more internet comments than I should probably should. Especially dark work. I I pretty <laughs> much only read internet comments. I I have a no article policy. As people read, you know, link an article, I only read the comments because then I get to the the real meat of the the issue. Right. Yeah. I yeah. Mean, I mean, you joke, but that's kind of what I do. It's just I don't read the article, the comments on the where the article's written. I read it at a separate website. <laughs> well, the thing is, is like you know, why read an article when you can just read a headline and then everyone else's interpretations of it from people who probably didn't read the article either? You know, right? Exactly. Or you can just, or you could, you can. Thankfully, the website I go to tends to include some excerpts from the article. Um, and I'm smart enough where I can figure out if people are lying out their ass or if they're about what the article contains and whatnot. And if I'm still confused, I can just go to the article. <laughs> yeah, it's true. So. Speaking of, of Internet bullshit, you know, what'd be funny is like, um, you know, when when people will like get really upset about that, they'll be all high and mighty and they'll be like, uh, why would you say that? Did you even read the article? But then you'd have a picture of like, you know, the black and white uh guy the guy who's like chiseled oh like the, uh, uh, Chad, Chad. Chad, you know yeah and it would just say no <laughs> you yeah. know like he <laughs> didn't read one. the article that's, that's funny right one. yeah i mean it's so, it's amusing uh, but it's not a, a valid argument it's just you being an idiot uh, yeah well it's it's funny uh, no i think it's pretty valid i mean it's I, funny no i'd say you, it is funny but it's not a valid that? response how do you combat oh, that well, well, Connor's saying it's valid, so it makes me feel like like I haven't read anything about this, but like it just feels like even though I thought it was funny, like now it feels like it's valid. I heard Connor say it was valid, and yeah. I'm like, wait a minute, is it valid? I, like I didn't I, think that, but it is someone valid. else said that, yeah. so it's like, is it valid? Yeah, I mean, because if, if somebody else agrees with you, then you know it's like that's that's it's like that makes somebody else said I didn't say that. He said that, so yeah. now it's like, is it valid? Exactly. I mean. It it doesn't defend your position. You're you're asserting that you are in fact uninformed, and that you are proudly uninformed. All you're saying is no. Yeah, I'm gonna. I don't know, Josh. I don't you're know about that. Uninformed as to the contents of the article. I'm gonna I'm gonna link you an article about this, and, and you <laughs> tell me your go, thoughts. Go right ahead. <laughs> so, so yeah, we're gonna be talking about um, the. 
We're gonna be talking about the last chapter and then like just kind of a broad uh, talk on the whole book. We'll kind of break down our general thoughts here. Um, Do you guys think we are Giga Chads? <laughs> no. <laughs> What is wrong with you? I don't. I don't think there is such a thing as a Giga Chad in real yeah. life. I think you know. Um, it's it's like one of the it's like one of those things. Like if you if you say like yeah, then you aren't. You know. Oh yeah, it's very true. Very true. So I I don't think there is. I don't know. I don't I don't think that person really exists. Anyways. Mm. So. I think Larry um, King was the last Giga Chad. Yeah, the, 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 the last great Giga Chad. <laughs> yeah. okay, I, I typed in, is Giga in DuckDuckGo. It's just the default in my web browser. And the first auto-completed result is, is Giga Chad real? Yeah. Mm. I, I like this idea that Conrad is going, like Larry David, because, you know, a lot of times when we see that, that terminology or that image thrown around, it's usually about people who speak their minds, especially in, in instances where... Um, you know, not only is it hard hard to do, but like it's socially unacceptable to do, and that's like Larry David's bread and butter. So True. yeah, I mean, he he. I feel like you can yeah, make it a, yeah. a case for that. And I mean, what you know? Have you ever seen Larry David with his shirt off? No. Yeah. Like, right. Have, have you ever seen Larry David and Giga Chad in the same room? I mean, I have not. <laughs> I think not. For sure. for sure, I've not. You know. I think not. According according to Know Your Meme, Giga Chad is a nickname associated with the Art Project Berlin, 1969. Ernest. Kalimov, which is a series of photoshopped photographs of several models created by Russian photographer Krista Sudmalis and her project Sleek and Tears. Wait, they were photoshopped in 1969? Josh, I, back, I don't back know that up I, with your sources. I, I'm going to have to read more about this. you got to send me an article, buddy. <laughs> I call bullshit. Here, here is the article. I'm not going to read that. I'm not going to read that. But I sent it to you anyway. I'm not going to read that. I'll look. I'll read the comments. But uh, I'm not looking at that. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. So, uh, how's it going, everyone? How we doing? How did we, we finished it. We read The Hobbit. Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah, we did. It's, it's, uh, it feels, you know, feels good. It feels pretty good. It's, it, you know, I mean, it, potentially it's the first step in a longer journey, but right. it does, it, it is an accomplishment <laughs> by itself. Um, yeah, I don't like that you said that. What do you mean? Because <laughs> it's just, <laughs> you've been doing this whole thing where it's like, you know, are we really going to keep reading? Are we really going to read Lord of the Rings? But it's like, I mean, yeah, we don't know yet. We have not. All right. Well, we we'll, we'll take, yet. well, I guess, well, I guess we'll take our vote at the end here. I think we're going to vote. Um, but I'm, I'm really prepared to fight you. I think we should this. vote on the next episode. So then we have all our, our are things like ready hmm. you know that's fun for you huh because next episode will be live and and it will it's not going to be broadcast live but it'll be we're going to do it in we'll person. be all together yeah we could say we could say that it's going to be broadcasted live and then yeah, just um not it's not be, not do that it'll be broadcasted live we're not going to tell you where to find it but it will be broadcasted yeah. live no live in my living room Josh, why you had to give it away? Live from Connecticut, it's Josh's living room. Woo. I just took down all the studio lights. <laughs> By which I mean the Christmas lights that have been hanging since November. 
Oh yeah, I still I still have some Christmas lights up too in my place. Oh, but it's because it's because they're on a timer. So it when, when it's when it's dark out, it's just nice to have a a low level of light in that room when I'm watching TV. So I do want to show you guys this one thing that that, that I got in the mail today. Whoa! Wow, it looks uh, big. Yeah, for for listeners at home, it is the uh, the Kama Sutra. Was got that in the mail. That. Yeah. Cannot wait to try out these positions. Yeah, so some of these look really weird. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Wait a minute. What's going on over here? Maybe we'll read that next. <laughs> yeah. Maybe we could try something. I mean, we're all going to yeah. be together in person, yeah, you know? Yeah. I mean, it's for podcasting. Broadcasting position. live from Josh's <laughs> living room. It's like, why don't, why don't we just give it a shot, you know? They're podcasting positions, right? That's the whole yeah. idea. <laughs> The, like the, the Padra Sutra. Nice, you got your copy of the Kama Sutra. Lord of the Rings. <laughs> Lord of the Rings. It's the Fellowship of the Ring. Oh, I found my bookmark from the last time I read. I got to page ninety. Uh, oh, nice. Five hundred. So you can start there. And oh wow! Kind of, I will start at at one. Five, that doesn't. Is that right? That's I've got a, a paperback copy. Five hundred and six. That's more than I thought. Well, whatever. We'll we'll figure that all out. But um, sounds like we it sounds like we got that figured out. So let's um let's do some pros and cons. Let's uh let's like talk about how we've been doing and shit and like you know what's yeah what's good, what's not so good, what's happening. Josh, you get to pick. I do get to pick. I think Connor McElvin should go first. I, you know, thank, thank you. I don't have anything. For, <laughs> I don't know what either of these things are going to be. Um, well, we're here to go on this journey with you. Okay, so let's 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 figure this out. Um, I mean, I'm excited the, today. Pro, pro is I did start another podcast um, that I launched. That, that is a good pro. I've listened to the, the first two episodes. I've thanks. Very, very much enjoyed them. Thank you. Thank you. I was listening to them at two and a half times speed because hey. I had a few other things to listen to that it's day. Okay. That's okay. That, I that, still, that still counts. That's how I listen I still to them. Understood. Um, yeah, it's I, called I, it's it's called Job Jumpers. Um, check it out if you want. It's for all the people with the terrible affliction that I have, uh, known as job jumping. Um, so yeah, that's the pro. And the Wait, is it is it did did you coin that term or that's something you've just been aware of? What? It's known as job jumping. Oh, that entirely my invention. Entirely my invention. <laughs> You're such a twat. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> I, he invented You're he, such, he a, that such a little twerp. Oh my god. You know, I mean it's my fault for asking a dumb I, you, know, is, you ask yeah. a dumb question, you get a dumb answer, you know. There's no most original thought. Dumb questions. Mo- most creative name Connor's ever come up with is Corrupted TV. <sighs> yeah, how did that happen? Uh, e- even that, I feel like, is it's debatable, you know. <laughs> um, Maybe the Magnificent Cunningham's, but that's not out yet. Yeah. I... Yeah, I'm not that good was your at idea. titles. <laughs> it was. Yeah. You're good yeah. at a lot of other things. Thank you. Thanks. Um... Like make like making the actual podcast. That was actually really well done. Well, thank you, thank you. Um, yeah, so so that's that's the pro. And if you want to check it out, check it out. Uh, if not, that's okay. And the con will be for me today. 
Um, oh, you had to edit a new podcast. Yeah, that, <laughs> I'm not going to do the same same uh, con as as. Oh yeah, the 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 con for today is um, when I went to the store today. They did not have the good kind of chicken, the chicken mm. cold cut that I usually get. The buffalo chicken boar's head cold cut. Very very you know yummy um, slice of chicken. That they have a stop and shop, and it's it's hit or miss. But lately they've been, you know, more hit than miss. So I was optimistic, and and then, um, so that was a disappointment that I didn't have the kind of cheese that I like either, which is the Italian blend cheese. And so that was a massive disappointment. You know that that throws a wrench into your whole day. Right. Yeah. yeah. I usually go. For, I usually go for the Mexican blend because I make a lot of quesadillas, but uh, I don't. I, I don't do a lot of. Uh, well, Connor can't eat bread, so yeah, that's well, it's it's a tortilla. Yeah, can't I, mean, eat it. I could, I could do like a keto wrap or a keto tortilla. They 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 do have those yeah. at the store, but um, a torquito, a torquito. <laughs> I I just sit in my car and I I I wrap my chicken colca in cheese and uh, you know just chow down so what what did you do instead because you didn't have that option i ended up getting a couple of protein bars for lunch instead which were fine i mean they're 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 fine but it's it's not the same thing as you know eating real food right yeah and and even then it's like debatable you know as if it's real food or not sure i mean yeah anything's debatable (laughs) all right ben shapiro are vegetables keto? Um, most of them are. Okay. Uh, you just you're, you're always you're never talking about eating vegetables, so I'm just curious. <laughs> there's a lot of vegetables that I love. There's a lot that I don't love. I I, I you know for dinner I had a, a two two sides worth of uh, Brussels sprouts. Mm. Okay, I've heard so. those have gotten better since we were kids, and I never had them. Yeah, I mean, but I always heard they were bad. Yeah, yeah, when they yeah. they came out with so, new Brussels sprouts when we when we grew up, so the yeah. you got to check those out. They're pretty that good. Was our graduation present. That's <laughs> the, that's what the president did for us. I, I eat a lot Obama. of thanks, Joe Biden. I yeah, eat, was, I eat a lot of carrot and broccoli. So, uh, carrots and broccoli. That's where I get most of my vegetables from. Yeah, but I I, I occasionally branch out to uh, zucchini and onion when I make a Ooh, wow. hibachi. You know the hibachi vegetable sides they usually give you. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I I figure out how to make something similar at home, so that's always a fun thing to do. But the zucchini doesn't keep very long, so I do need you to do plan like ahead. a hibachi show in your kitchen? Like <laughs> no, for no, not at all. No, light an onion tower on fire. No, no not at all. Throw some knives around. I just I just chop everything up and douse it with soy sauce and teriyaki sauce and a little bit of uh, rice wine and yum yum sauce. Well, you know, maybe start, you know, practicing these next few days, and then when Connor and I are over, <laughs> you can give us a hibachi show. I want you to squirt a little, you know, sake in my mouth. Yeah. Sake. And then we go straight into the Kama Sutra after that. Yes. Oh, that's, a, that's a game plan. What do you think about that? That is the plan. No, but my friends are not bad. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anyways, so, um, cool. All right. Cool. Cool. Congrats on the new podcast. Oh, thanks. Yeah, I haven't I haven't listened yet, but I, I fully intend to. I'm I'm excited. I I would 
highly recommend the first one, especially that one really captivated me. This, it, I ended up listening to it second based on the the website I went to, the link the link I chose to listen on. Um, but uh, they were both good. I just found this, the first episode with the, the political guy very yeah. interesting. He's got a very interesting story for sure. Yeah, that's. Well, I mean, you know, you want to start with your best foot forward, so it's it's good. You had a, a great first episode. Yeah. Okay. Um, so for myself, <laughs> so for myself, uh, my pro, um, I, I don't know. I don't know. My pro, um, I mean, uh, I, I finished that parable of the sower book. You know, I did it late, obviously, but I, I did that and I started reading the sequel, Parable yeah. of the Talents, which is longer. Um, it's but longer. Hey, March is longer than February. It right, but the thing is, is it'll probably even out in that in that regard. But I, you know, hopefully, I'll, I learned some lessons. Um, but I, I guess I'm still just really enjoying. Um, having like a book to read on my own and um i guess it's it's less my pro is less about like hey i started this new book and more like the more i kind of start new books on my own i feel like you know um i i remember when i first when when i first started doing the podcast and connor and i launched dune dudes and it was like still uh during the pandemic you know it was sometime in april oh i forgot um, all about that then I yeah. crashed the party. Pandemic. Yeah. And um, Josh, you were there from the start. I was. Yeah, you were on. You were on the first episode. Like I said, yeah. I crashed the party. <laughs> but like you know, during that time, I tried to read another book. Um, I started reading this book called Spillover, which is actually about pandemic. Sorry. Um, but but the point is, I felt like um, it was. I, I don't know. Like it sounds stupid, but it was like confusing for me. Like you know, I just started reading Dune. This this giant big huge sprawling epic story that i was totally unfamiliar with and then i'm like yeah you know once i finish those five chapters i'll start reading this other book and like i did that for a little while but i fell off because i couldn't keep it straight in my head um and i feel like going back to like that kind of structure now you know i have to say i don't really know what this means exactly but i feel like i rebuilt some reading skills because i have it like very solid so i guess my pro is like the more that i do it like um i guess the more fun i'm having with it and the more i feel like hey like kind of staying on this schedule with you guys I, I i do really feel like has like kind of um like grown grown something more than just like doing a cool book club podcast where we get to talk which you all you you know you both know that i love and I think that's totally awesome, and I'm so glad that we do this. But, like, also, it's like, yeah, like, it really has, like, um, I guess flex those muscles where I feel, like, a lot more confident to, like, go out into the giant world of books and be yeah. like, I'm going to read some different shit. So yeah. that's, that's my pro. That's been fun. I, I, I absolutely totally agree and understand. Yeah, and I, I totally get what you're saying because it's happening to me, too. It's like I, I feel like I'm understanding these stories a lot better because we're talking about it. We're reinforcing what we're reading together. Um I mean, hell, I, I just went through all my notes this past weekend, as I showed you guys, and uh, we'll talk about that a little later, <laughs> what, yeah. what that resulted in. <laughs> um, 
before you get to your con, I need to be right back. Nova seems to have eaten her bed a little bit, and I need to go clean that up really quick. All right, quick five then. Uh, yeah, let's take five because I also need to get water. All right, sweet. Then we'll get into Connor's con. Ooh. Okay. Um, and my con is um. I don't know. I've just been kind of like stressed about work stuff. This time of year, um, I have to do report cards. And then this oh, Thursday no. is parent-teacher conference. And um, do you they're also like, well, no, my class is small. So like. It, oh, so it, you have a dedicated class then? I thought you were just a substitute still. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I mean, I've, I've actually son. been with the same class um, since October. And oh, I'll probably awesome. be with this class till the end of the school year. I, so I'll, I'll have essentially taught for, you know, almost an entire school year for the, the same class. Um, wow. Congrats. Thank you. But yeah. Um, <laughs> Those poor kids. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for real. So like there's that. And then there's even other stuff. Like there's going to be um, like state exams that the kids have to take and um you know we're gonna be doing test prep and stuff so it's oh, like it's not the this time of year they? no because it's an elementary school so okay, good, good 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 the yeah. cats what were the elementary school exams um i don't in the city they just call them the state exams i'm not sure if they have okay. a cool scats. acronym or not scats i remember i remember having like Must cat tests or something back in like third grade and that's the first time i ever saw like i think that's what division. they were called yeah i think that's what they were yeah. called the, the cat yeah I remember that. Yeah. Sounds familiar. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Maybe, you know what? That's when I first saw Matrix. It's like Matrix math. And that that haunted me for 20 years. (laughs) Mm. Until it finally got reloaded. (laughs) Took me a second. I'm talking about the the square. The numbers arranged as a square, like a Sudoku board. Mm. That's that kind of math. That's like, oh, God. And then I went to college, and I was still like, oh, God, it's even worse than I thought. <laughs> the only Matrix I know is the one that, that they're all trying to trap us in, all those woke elites. They're trying to, to keep us in the Matrix. Yeah. You know, we got to break out. Hmm. How are you doing with that? I can't find the door. I can't find the door. All right. So, yeah. That's me. What about you, Connor? You mean Josh? Oh wait! Oh oh! Shit! <laughs> yeah. What about what about you, Josh? Oh man! All right. Let's start with the con, like I like to do. Um, haven't been doing it recently, but uh, on Sunday I was making breakfast, and it started off as a pro. Um, I was putting the bacon in the pan, and one of the slices of bacon turned out to be extra thick. Um, like three or four times thicker than the other slices of bacon in the, in the package It's like, Oh cool. Extra like, bacon. Hubba hubba. No. <laughs> um, but, and I, I was aware is like, yes, this, this piece, this particular slice is going to have to cook extra long compared to the others. Um, and I still didn't cook it enough. And I, I don't think it, it agreed with me the following oh, no. day. Oh, so that's my con. <laughs> Had some raw bacon. Yeah. It was a little raw. Yeah. Uh, after Some like Turkish bacon grease, bas- basically, <laughs> that's something I've heard in a while. Um, um, 
but yeah, I basically like boiled it in, in fat. It was just sitting in the pan for so long, trying not to burn the rest. Because it, it, it tapered. It was like super thick on one end, but then it was like the regular thickness at the other end. So it was, it, it was a difficult challenge that I did not fully pass. And then you you and made like a big old, a big old mud pie. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I had to make several trips. You had like a big old sloppy mud pie at the end. No, no. Um, let's move on to the. It's okay if topics. you did. It's okay if you did. I said no, I didn't. If you want to talk about your <laughs> mud pie, it's okay. No, the next time Connor's here, can you bite him, please? <laughs> She'll do that on her own accord. <laughs> okay, sorry. Moving on. Um, yeah, as for pro, uh, annual merit raises came out this week, and I, I ended up with something a little larger than I expected. So, hell yeah. Another raise. Um, which I'm partly relieved about, partly like, oh man, I hope. It didn't take away too much from somebody else because that's how the merit pool works. Um, but on top of the promotion I got at the end of last year, it puts me in a better financial situation than I was thanks to inflation. And I can I pretty much, I think it puts me pretty much back to the where I was when I first moved out uh, here and took the job. Just like how everything has grown and how my expenses have grown, I think it puts me like percentage-wise roughly back where I was, which wow. is well, good. Nice. It means I can start building stuff back up again. Good for you. So, nice. Um, yeah. And yeah. It's that's also good because I have a lot of, I have, I am, I have so many projects I want to work on and they all cost so much money and it's just like, uh. Yeah. You're going to build an airplane. So. <laughs> no, no. Got to, got to work my way to that. That, that's so far in the future right now that I can't, it, my current salary is, does not apply to that. Right now got I'm it. talking about house renovations. I'm talking about, uh, fi- funding a couple of, pro- of, uh, Creative projects. There's the word I'm looking for. Creative projects, uh, funding uh, 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 projects that have been on hiatus since I graduated from college that we've wanted to literally get off the ground. Um, just okay. So, so, so maybe by the time you're forty, we'll see. <laughs> a decade, maybe, as uh, a long time. So, or I'm sorry, five years for you. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, he got me back. <laughs> He's over the hill. He's over the hill, people. Oh, every every day is one step closer to the grave. <laughs> Not if you walk away from the cemetery. Hmm. I, you know, fun fact about where I live uh, in Queens: I'm surrounded on all sides by cemeteries. It's it's yeah. as if I live in a, a giant cemetery. Yeah. It's. It's not a fun fact. Well, it's a fact. And it could be fun. And it you are able to communicate with those spirits, right? They, yeah. they do talk yeah. to you. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be uh, you know, that might be a cool story, like the Queen's medium, you know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> They're just all New Yorkers. It's all gonna be, hey, I'm I'm sleeping here. <laughs> I'm sleeping over here. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. <laughs> I was gonna say walk it, but I remember they were dead. You know what's funny? It's in the in the last chapter. That's literally Bilbo gets up out from his his bed. He sticks his head out the fucking window. All the elves are like singing their asses off, and he's like, "I'm sleeping all the year." Yeah, yeah. Speaking of, yeah. 
we should probably talk about this chapter. Yeah. Um, uh, ladies and gentlemen, before we begin, um, please bow your heads in a moment of science for the traditional obligatory can crack. Thank you. I, I just want to point out that you did say a moment of science. You didn't. You didn't say. <laughs> you said, you I heard silence. Moment of science. No, you can, you can play the recording back. You said a moment of science. You'll hear it when you re-listen to it. I don't know what's going to happen for the rest of this podcast, but I think for right now, can we say that the episode title is going to be A Moment of Science? That's, a, that's a really funny. That's like really fucking funny. It is. And we're not going to have any scientific research done. Oh. <laughs> no, no, in fact, in fact, we started this discussion by saying we don't read articles even. We just read the comments. There's no... There's no, like, confirmation or fact-checking being done here at all. Just a moment of silence. I, I do fact-checking. I go and read stuff. Just one, just a oh, moment. Oh, man. Just a moment of In fact, I've got 16 pages of fact-checking done. Well, no, there's and only, like, two or three parts of it. You, yeah, you Josh. your notes. <laughs> yeah. Do you want to tell us about, you know, a little yeah, bit can about you, how long okay. you speak to that, Josh? What's going on yeah. with notes over here? So... At the very when we started this, at the very end of the book, I, I skipped ahead to the last page very quickly, and I put a little sticky note that said, "Go back or check all notes before last podcast." So I finished the book on Sunday at about one thirty in the in the afternoon, and I went back to the front of the book and I started looking at my different notes, and I thought, "There's no way I'm going to remember all these notes." When we talk on Tuesday, I should write my thoughts down. So I started doing that. And as I went, I decided this needs to be organized a little better. Let me use the, the heading functions in Word. And I kept going and going. And I, it just turned into a little conversation with, my, with myself as I was going through. And just, uh, this is probably why I made this note at the beginning when we read this. And these are some of the things I remember from our discussions. Uh, here's some things that we had asked questions about that we now have answers to, or I finally have the time to look up and like digest properly instead of trying to read and tell you guys what I'm reading at the same time. Cause that messes me way up. Mm -hmm. Uh, like when we went over the whole, how old, how fucking old is Thorin and Balin? Um, and I, I compiled that into a document that ended up being 16 pages long <laughs> and I typed it all out in one sitting which was about five hours. <laughs> so my entire Sunday afternoon was me typing up my thoughts for this podcast. And I am not going to share all of them in this podcast because a lot of it we've gone over already. Um, some of it is probably wrong. <laughs> uh, and it's, it's, I don't want to dominate the podcast with it. So I, what I think is we're going to release this in the coming days because I need to finish it up with what we discuss here. Because uh, I do have notes for the final chapter that I'd like to have elaborated on after we have our full discussion, and um, there it's just it's just my thoughts and musings without these two clouding them up. Sorry. And uh, <laughs> no, it's you. You guys throw throw rocks in the ripple that ripple through the pond. That is my mind while we mm. talk, and I. Uh, 
like this. This is what happens. I, I, I'm not a good conversationalist. I Writing it down on paper, it flows not perfectly, but better than my speech. Well, yeah, I mean, there, uh, there's something about writing down thoughts to, uh, you know, clarify kind of yeah uh yeah your your stream of consciousness but i I think you're selling yourself short you know i think you're you've you've definitely summed up your thoughts well throughout the uh the podcast but i i will say that i actually i agree i i I, i've taken notes throughout this entire thing um secretly i haven't talked about them um and i did total total all the notes i took and they come out to about 16.1 pages um Mm. You but, wrote it in four hours and fifty nine minutes. Yes, but I, I uh, I'm not going to share any of them just because they're they're very personal to me, and um, a lot of it is just very uh, kind of sensitive material, right. not not really appropriate for podcast that, listeners. I understand. So. It's it's. I actually I know exactly where you're coming from, Connor, and I'm really glad you took the time to bring that up because I've also been secretly. <laughs> taking notes this whole time like my my general thoughts from like the whole from the beginning of the book and when i when i sat down to write them all it it came to 16.2 pages what? long it was crazy, That's crazy. So like, i don't i mean like i don't know if i'm gonna be the one to say that i wrote the most like i don't know if i'm gonna be the one to say that about myself but i mean i wrote how, how 16.2 pages to, uh, to transcribe all that? four hours 58 minutes wow. okay wow you're faster than <laughs> yeah That's, so, uh, so yeah, well, no uh, i i do i do want to mention josh i think it's uh, it's great. It's a little funny, not in like a laughing at your expense way, but like laughing in a way where it's like you got so into it that like it's it's like oh, yeah. a mute, you know, but it's like I, um, wanted, to, I wanted to play Kerbal Space Program and it's you like, I'm typing away my notes on The Hobbit. It's like who's going to I need to make this good enough you, so people will actually want to read it. Well, I was thinking like, you know, you pretty much just sat down and voluntarily wrote like a college level essay. I did. And it, I was thinking about that. It's just like, what the you know? what the hell am I doing? I never did this in high school or college. This is more than I've ever written on any book ever. Yeah. What the fuck am I doing? But here it is. It's my my notes and final thoughts on The Hobbit after we've read it together. And it's, I mean, this is part of why I like this pot, like reading together with you guys now is because I, I've been able to do this. And I, I sat down and I literally had like, like maybe 50 or 60 sticky notes in the book. And not like full size sticky notes. Like these are the small sticky notes, like quarter size sticky notes. Uh, that have my stupid scribblings on them, and I just wrote. I I just went chapter by chapter. I was like, all right, the sticky note said this, and I'm going to explain why I wrote that, and what what I was thinking at the time, or what I'm thinking now, or just like just what does this note mean to me now? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> and some of it are very, some of them are very short. Like uh, the the my second note. We're going to get into this chapter for reasons, and it's like. Yeah, it was. It's literally a sent two sentences, and then you get to like the fucking note where we're talking. I was talking about Glamdring and Fohammer and Halo, yeah. And I have a whole paragraph just going to die, going on a, off on a tangent about other swords that have nothing to do with Lord of the Rings, but I thought it was cool, so I added that. Nice. Um, I have quotes from the book. That's what probably took me the longest. I was just I, I had quotes of the books to specify like this is what this note was referring to, this is what I was thinking about, and. Just explain things a little bit. It's kind of funny because um, in some ways to me, like hearing you describe it, 
it feels like there's almost this meta aspect because like, you know, not to jump ahead, but we get to the end of the book and Bilbo, we get this like moment where Bilbo's like writing down his own thoughts on the <laughs> adventure, right. you know? And, you know, even even he has this moment where he's like, wow, that was like fucking crazy. <laughs> I got, you know, I got to sit down and write about that, you know. Um, so even yeah. he processes it kind of that way. And, and so it's like here you are kind of sitting down and and trying to get your thoughts on paper and, and see where that takes you. And um, you, you kind of went on a whole a whole journey yourself. I'll be really yeah. uh, excited to talk about what you have there um and uh, very uh, soon. the patrons can look forward to getting your your full dissertation as <laughs> one of their rewards yeah it, it took five hours to write but it takes maybe 30 minutes to read okay because uh, <laughs> i i read through it yesterday to like double check spelling and stuff and uh rearrange a couple sentences because it made more sense that way there's also three highlighted i, I highlighted everything i thought would be relevant for when we eventually read Lord of the Rings, whether that be next or down the road, who knows? Who knows? Uh, turned out there's only turns out there's only three, three notes that I wanted to keep track of, like across mm. the the books. Uh, but uh, yeah, it's it's gun to bad, which you talk about last podcast. Uh, what the Eagles, how, why the Eagles helped earlier on, and there was something else. Where's the third one? Gun to bad. Um, scrolling, scrolling, scrolling. The Eagles. Um, oh, and some foreshadowing thing about uh, the Mines of Moria, mm. which we encountered in Chapter Three. I see. So okay. yeah, and it and I I've discovered that I really like words uh, 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 heading system, where you can just. Why is that messed up? Um, I just found an issue with one one of the headings, but you can just like collapse different headings in Word. I never knew uh, that's just like a really cool little feature. So, Word up. Yeah. This week's episode is sponsored by Microsoft Word. Oh, that's why. Microsoft Word. Word up, dog. (laughs) I love their new slogan. (laughs) It, uh, you know, so modern. Yeah, they well, you know, they they kind of reached back. It is something that they used in the past, but they're repurposing it for the modern day. So yeah, um, I mean, and all the the Gen Z kids out there, they're into you know retro shit. So it's yeah, it's perfect. yeah. To them, perfect. to them, that's that's funny. Yeah, yeah. Uh, of course, no one in Gen Z actually has like a sense of humor. So like when I say that they think that's funny, it's like. They process it as as humor, but you know, it's it's lost on them. Well, largely. I mean. To- to them, humor and irony are the same thing. You know, it's, it's yeah, yeah. There, there's nothing to differentiate those two uh, experiences. That's true. That's true of all people in that generation. Every single <laughs> Every one. Every single one. Yep. <clears throat> so yes, we are talking about you. I hope it hurts. All right, let's talk about the Hobbit now. Um, <laughs> So yeah, the last, the last chapter, the last stage, like the last stage of a rocket, perhaps. Uh, no, because this was more than thirty years before the moon landing. Wow. <laughs> so wild. Whoops. What? Just something wild. to think about. Um, I have so many other words to <clears throat> open right now. So yeah. Um, 
Bilbo and Gandalf continue on their way, uh, the return journey, and they they get to Rivendell. They're approaching the last, or Tolkien cheekily says the first homely house, because they're going the other way. Um, Is that why he did that? That's Yes, yeah. Instead of it being the... Because it's called the last homely house, because it's like the last bastion of like society oh. before you enter the wildlands but if you're going the other way now it's the first to welcome you back oh my god i didn't get i had a note on this like, why, the, why is it the first it's like did yeah. was it like my note was wait so why is riverdale also the first homely house is it the oldest is it the last remaining i did i thought it was like first temporally not like yeah. on the road it's like no oh, yeah that it has to do so with direction yeah yeah oh my god Hey, that's going to be in the document now. <laughs> <laughs> Throw it in there. Um, and then, yeah, you know, Josh mentioned last week, he's like, hey, I kind of flipped through the chapter and there's a lot of songs here. And sure enough, that we get songs. Um, oh, yeah. This is kind of like, it starts off with like this celebratory song. You know, the elves are like, hey, you went on a crazy fucking adventure and now you're back. So just chill out here for a while. Um, and, you know, sure enough, they do. Um, and so I think they stay there for about a week or so. There, there is uh, at least one very interesting thing that happens while we're here. I think we'll. I want to come back to it, but I will mention what I'm referring to is uh, when Gandalf is like uh, talking about the adventure to the other elves, and Bilbo's just listening in. He like overhears what Bill or uh, what Gandalf was really up to when he left. Yeah. Oh yeah, I got notes on that too. And. Um, Yes, so we'll we'll want to come back and talk about that, but um, you know, from there, you know, it's it's mostly Bilbo like having a place to rest and recuperate. You know, it really is like the the first time he's been back in like I don't know, like full civilization, I guess. You know, like they they fully left the wildlands, and there aren't any dangers here. Like Bilbo really just gets to chill out for a week, uh, and even then, you know. They talked about how great the last homely house is, but Bilbo was like, damn, I really want to get back to, you know, my homely hole, you know? So after a week, um, Gandalf and Bilbo set out. And then as they, they approach it, um, Bilbo has this cool moment. He recites. Well, actually, I guess he doesn't recite it at all. It sounds like it's something that he made up, something, yeah. you know, but he kind of has a moment to... Um, Kind of speak in in this poetic fashion that takes Gandalf uh, by surprise. They go on, go to his home. There's an auction because all the hobbits thought he was dead. Um, this is pretty funny. I liked that part, but obviously Bilbo's not dead, so he's like, uh, "Can I like live here and have my stuff back?" Um, he never did get those silver forks back, right? We get a little bit of, like, wrapping up at the end here. Um, but, but you know, our story really concludes. It actually, um, there's a, a, a time skip of a few years where Gandalf and Balin visit Bilbo at his home. And they kind of talk about their adventure and everything. And, um, and like, really, you know, they, they kind of have a moment to, to look back and to reflect on their on their journey, the time they spent together. But, like, you could see that Bilbo is content and, and happy to be back home after his long adventure. Yes. He made tea. 
<laughs> he made tea. Arthur and, Dent would be proud. And then he made he made he started writing he started writing memoirs, which he yeah. was thinking about calling there and back again, a Hobbit's adventure. Mm-hmm. Or the Hob- Hobbit something. It's a great name. Uh, a Hobbit's what, holiday, I think. What Hobbit's say? holiday, yeah, that's what it was. Yeah. On a Hobbit day. Yeah. Yep. Oh yeah, and Gandalf and Bale tell him about what's going on. Um, back back by the Lonely Mountain at Lake Town, and things are going well, and everybody's happy, Dory. Except for the master, who's yep. dead. Yep, he fucking died, which... Got some notes <laughs> on that, too. Got some notes on that, too. Yeah. Um, so, there obviously, there's a lot of things we can kind of pick apart. Or, I, I don't know, maybe not a lot, but, like, a few a few things that, like, are, are definitely asking to be focused on and picked apart. Um, but I, I liked... I liked starting with Connor's thoughts last time. And I'm wondering if you want to share like how you felt reading this last chapter. Connor. Yeah, sure. Um, I mean, it, it, it was really just a very fun, low stakes kind of read, you know, you kind of know that the adventure is over. You know, I, I assumed that they'd really be in no danger on the way back. And of course they, they really weren't, but I, I enjoyed, you know, seeing uh, Bilbo being a sleepy little guy, you know, is very cute. And then, you know, the next day he kind of goes out and parties with with everybody. And, you know, it's cool seeing everyone all jovial and singing songs at him and stuff. Um, that was really nice. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I liked, you know, Gandalf and him journeying back together that that was cool. I'm, you know, I, I was half expecting Gandalf to be like, all right, you're on your own now, you know? And like, right. <laughs> like you gotta get, you gotta get back home somehow halfway. And then he's like, you know, oh shit. Um, <laughs> so yeah, it, it was a fun chapter. I only have a couple of things that I like, no, they're not notes, but they're things that I noted. Um, but before I get to, I, I I do think it was a uh, fitting ending, and and it was a nice kind of uh, way to cap off the the story. Um, so the big thing that I noted, you know, that that was very funny to me, was uh, you know, he he comes back to his village, whatever, and and they're auctioning Top off everything, auctioning off everything in in his hobbit hole. And because uh, I think he's dead. He's presumed dead. He's been away for so long. He's been right. away for a full year. Yeah. So, he, so that's, they arrive at the first of May, at the beginning of May. Yeah. So so that's the the big thing. That's that's a very, very funny situation to be in. Um, and one one line really is so hitchhikers that I, I, I had to take a picture of it because it, it's seriously it feels like it's ripped right out of one of the hitchhiker's books um you know it says that he he had to go through all all of these processes and you know convincing people that that he was actually alive and so it took him you know a few years before mr baggins was in fact admitted to be alive again i thought that was a very 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 douglas adams uh joke um and then with that you know one one side of the family like still doesn't believe it's really him yeah Uh, yeah. <laughs> Obviously, that's the side that kind of they they were looking forward to living in his hobbit hole and taking all of his shit and stuff. So that's disingenuous. But then I had the idea. Well, what if it? What if it is a, a Bilbo Gola? What if? It, <laughs> <laughs> 
what if that's the conspiracy like within the village that it's a clone of yeah. of Bilbo and and that's kind of like our you know like Paul is dead you know right it's it's Bilbo's dad and he was replaced with a clone that's funny i hope when we watch like the peter jackson uh, movie or or even the animated movie we're gonna we're gonna watch the last scene actually is like bilbo asleep in his bed and everything looks fine but then he stares straight at the camera and his eyes glow red and you're like what the fuck? <laughs> dark bilbo i know yeah. yeah so so i mean those are my two thoughts but i thought it was a a sweet way to wrap things up um it was a fun last chapter and in my copy actually uh they included the first chapter of fellowship of the ring in my book yeah really so i have that too connor which is partly why last week when i was like oh yeah we'll save the last chapter for last because it's a longer one i thought this last chapter was going to be like 30 pages because I didn't realize that I was also looking at the the last chapter included for Fellowship of the Ring. I have that as well. Oh wow! Yeah, mine ends with uh, if you're interested in hobbits, you will learn a lot more about them in the Lord of the Rings, and then lists the three books as one, two, and three: the Fellowship of the Ring, the Two Towers, and the Return of the King. And that's all, that's how my version ends. Yes. I yeah, I do. I have that as well. And then, like Connor's saying, it goes into the first chapter of Fel- yeah. Fellowship. Yeah. Fellowship. The first chapter of that book follows. So, I, I mean, the next page that's, that's a nice map. little sales tactic, you know? Right. Yeah. Didn't work on me. I, I had already ordered it, so. <laughs> <laughs> so, so it pre-worked on you. Pre-worked, yeah. Yeah, Connor, I, I also, um, I also, when I read that line about um, Bilbo having to go through, like, all the legal bullshit to be declared yeah. legally alive, I also thought, like, yeah, this is this is Hitchhikers. Exactly. And then, of course, like, you know, it, it, it does go without saying, but just for the purpose of talking about it, it's like, you know, obviously it's more like Hitchhikers is this, right? Or, like, you know, it's yeah, it's yeah. like from that school of, like, yes. of, of just, like, dry British wit, you yeah, know? Exactly. Um, and so it, it is funny to zero in on that because we, we are reading The Hobbit – directly after finishing the hitchhiker series so like naturally we're gonna be like oh my god this yeah. is so hitchhiker yeah. but like it's funny because we're reading it so out of time i know that tolkien like, came uh, first tolkien came right. first and the, yep. you know to be fair there, there there are a good handful of moments like that that we have uh you know zoned in on um mm-hmm. so so yeah i mean I, I definitely think adam's pulls from from tolkien uh a, a, you know a good bit you know um, but, but yeah, I'm, I, uh, I've, I've got no, no other notes or thoughts. I, I enjoyed it. So I, I got really excited for a very quick moment. I took, I picked up my copy of the, the Fellowship of the Ring. It was just leafing through it quickly to see how long the first chapter was. And, and it's missing the first chapter. <laughs> no, there's, there's a whole prologue. I, I assume it's the concerning hobbits is what you guys have. Um, well, no, no, it's it's no. it's uh, an unexpected party, a long expected party, a long right, a long expected party. No, that's yeah, yeah, that's yeah. it. Um, no, I okay. So there's a whole prologue about concerning hobbits, which I have. Um, but what did, that's not what what <clears throat> caught my eye. What caught my eye is when I was leafing through it. There's a note on the text at the very beginning of my book, and it's written by someone named Douglas A. Anderson, 
But I just have nothing to say, so I got very excited for a quick moment. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Um, but we'll we'll get into that later in another yeah. podcast. <laughs> what uh, Josh, you and I kind of struck on some things that I think we want to talk about. Um, how about we start with this whole thing with like, hey, what was Gandalf really up to? Yeah, so that was a, a neat little aside that just they the Tolkien dropped on us. Um, so my no- I have a double note here. Uh, Gandalf went to a wizard convention to kick necromancer ass, and we got a dozen small men hiding in a cave. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, which I, I'm joking. Obviously, it's yeah. The, the, the whole story is iconic, but it's still just like, oh, yeah, and Gandalf was over here being awesome. Okay. Yes. Um, but the second half of this note is uh, Gandalf canceled, went to a white power meeting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It, it was a group of white wizards. I just, <laughs> I, with the current blue, I was like, oh, white power. Got it. Yeah. Powerful white wizards. <laughs> yes. Cancel. Gandalf is canceled officially. Were they all wearing hoods? Probably. <laughs> Probably. I mean, yeah. Wizards, I don't know. Mm. They do have very pointy hats, yeah. at the very yeah. least. And what's the head of the KKK called again? Oh, shit. Right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I thought it was Poobah for a moment. The Grand but, uh, Wizard. <laughs> the Grand yeah. Wizard. Sickening. Actually, not, not that I, <laughs> the last thing I want to do is like talk I about know. the KKK, but... Isn't there also um, some kind of dragon reference with them? Don't don't they? I feel like they talk about dragons too. Um, well, they would make anything suck. So I guess. Well, we'll leave it at that because uh, you know, fuck the KKK. I really. It yeah. does, it's like what? It's like it goes without saying, but I guess we brought it up, so gonna, might as well just say like yeah, fuck them. So. What a controversial statement in twenty twenty three. Yeah, I know. Yeah, get ready for this hot take. Um, this podcast is vehemently anti-KKK. And I'm not afraid to say it. No. I'm not afraid to say it. I'm sick and tired of, 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 uh, you know, being silent about this. We do not condone the KKK. Agreed. I'm really glad you spoke up on that. (laughs) But. Because for a minute there, I was like, really, I was not sure about you. I thought I was not not sure what side you were on about that. So I'm really glad, you know, we kind of cleared the air once and for all. I'm like, how do I bring this up? You know, how do I broach this subject (laughs) with my co-host? We're all all thinking about each other. It's like, well, are they? (laughs) You just, I remember the first time I met you, I was like, wait a minute, this is a white guy here. (laughs) And I do not know. You can never be sure. I do not know where this white man stands. You can never be so sure. Yeah. Oh, man. So, what, what were us, we talking about? Get us slightly back on track here. Oh, uh, right. Gandalf. Gandalf. Yeah. So, I just want Gandalf. one of the reasons. It, it was a, uh, a joke wording for this note, but it occurred to me when I was reading it that Gandalf has only been referred to as Gandalf the Wizard. And due to pop culture, we know he is Gandalf the Grey right now. Hmm. So I just found that interesting, and this must be one of those things that just never got edited when Lord of the Rings came out, uh, that apparently there's just a whole bunch of white wizards that may or may not be related to Gandalf at this point in time, but he is he is just Gandalf. Yeah, we are definitely... 
I mean, like, I don't know if we'll really like come back to this line in particular, but probably not. It does. It does. I also feel like we are going to be like learning more about like these things that we kind of vaguely know through the movies. Um, yep. I'm looking forward to that. And also like, I just want to mention part of the reason why I, I was kind of vocal in the beginning about um, not wanting to immediately watch the Peter Jackson Hobbit trilogy. Um, not only would it be three movies, so it's like, how the fuck would we watch all those together? Any like, we'll have to do, yeah. we'll have to do some event, you know, afterwards, anyways. So I, I wanted to watch the the seventy seven animated film because um, I just assume that it's it's closer to what we actually read here. But um, I also remember that, like, and I and I've heard from the movies I haven't seen that Peter Jackson pulls a lot from like the stuff that they only allude to here and like puts that on the screen. And I think that would be cool to like watch when it's all said and done. Mm-hmm. But like, um, you know, I don't want to just like go, go into like that kind of speculative or like different sort of world. I want to stick as close as we can to the books and, and I guess like watch w- what I think is best representative of them. And, um, and that's why I want to circle back to the Hobbit films for reasons like this, because things like this that Gandalf is talking about are included as like actual scenes, not just like, hey, this happened. It's like you watch it, you know. Um, so it'll be interesting to talk about. But but for the record, like also kind of why I, I want to come back to it as well for what it's worth. Right. Yeah, I'm also, I'm also curious if the necromancer shows up in Lord of the Rings, because right. I I only know about Sauron. I don't know if it's related in any way. I remember there's like some weird castle that Frodo gets stabbed on and um, where the ring wraiths show up or something. I, 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 I just, really, I, don't, I really don't, yeah, know. I don't know. I mean, let's but not it's, it's, say it's, too much because no. I don't think Connor really knows what you're talking I, about. To be honest. I don't right. know. I, I mean, reading this chapter, I was like, Oh, the necromancer has to be a big thing in the, in Lord of the Rings. Like that's, that was my thought. So I don't, I don't know. Yeah, no, it's like I I don't know either, and it's just uh, we all we get in this book is I think Gandalf mentions, hey, let's go this way because that that gosh darn necromancer to the south, um, and then we don't hear about him again until they're back at Riffendale, and Gandalf is like, yeah, me and the other wizards went and kicked that necromancer's ass. Wish we could have killed him, but at least he's gone for now. Yeah, that's, that's all we hear of him is in this entire book, and everyone knows what he's talking about. Yeah, yeah. Um, so nice little bit of world building. It's like he don't he doesn't need to be explained. You know, it. You can tell it's this bad person. I mean, yeah, the name necromancer. It's, it's a fucking evil guy who raises the dead. But it's just like this whole other thing that's going on so far in the background. We only get like two mentions in the entire book. Yeah, in fact, I want to, so like you're saying, Josh, it says, um, it says, it appeared that Gandalf had been to a great council of the White Wizards, masters of lore and good magic, and that they had at last driven the necromancer from his dark hold in the south of Mirkwood. Ere long now, Gandalf was saying, the forest will grow somewhat more wholesome. The north will be freed from that horror for many long years, I hope. Yet, I wish he were banished from the world. Sorry, I thought he was to the south, but yes, the north. No, well, it does say this. I think it is the south. It's the south of Mirkwood, and like that's going to have an effect on the people of the north for oh, whatever reason. Okay. 
Um, and then, yeah, Elrond says, uh, it would be well indeed, but I fear that will not come about in this age of the world or for many after. So, I also, I mean, like, not to get caught up in it because we're all saying we don't know, which is cool. Like, I'm glad we don't know. But it is interesting because, like, being familiar with the story of the Lord of the Rings, I'm like, is the necromancer another name for, like, some other character we're gonna actually, like, meet in Lord of the Rings? Um, that's, that's my assumption. But, yeah, it's not made clear. And so, like, if it isn't, it's like, you know, what the fuck is this, like, necromancer? It's like, you know, either way, it's, it's kind of intriguing. But, like Josh is saying, I like that it's not, um... I like that it's not really, like, um, I guess, like, they don't belabor the point, you know? Right. Um, and I, I kind of wonder, you know, again, having done absolutely zero research into this book or Tolkien or the revisions of it, you know, um, I wonder if any necromancer stuff was, like, added or changed in in any of the... Uh, the revisions that that we do know exist for this book like we do know tolkien went back and changed things i'm like was the necromancer always there or you know did i don't know i don't know it, well, it's really not worth going over much more you say that but i mean gandalf leaving the party is such a major beat of the story I'm hard-pressed to imagine this was added in later i mean the the reason could have theoretically changed but it's such a big part of Gandalf leaving that I would imagine Tolkien had this story be in the original copy. The original yeah, I mean, that's, pretty, that's so. a fair point. This could be like a, a Star Wars spinoff show for Lord of the Rings, you know? Get you know, <laughs> baby Gandalf. Gollum fights the necromancer. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> like like there could be three seasons of that on Disney Plus. Yeah. <laughs> no, the Warner Brother, Warner Brothers equivalent. Yeah, right. I was like, oh, I think you mean Tubi. Or I don't know what the fuck they own. Something bad that no one cares about. Is it, um, <laughs> what what is it called now? HBO Discover? Warner to Discover or something like that? Oh, oh, yeah. I mean, it's HBO Max for now. Yeah, but, but eventually it. that yeah. is, yeah. Which is, you know, I gotta say, HBO Max really is like, just, it's it's sad, you know, because... I actually don't feel like I'm wasting my money when I pay like my yeah, HBO Max subscription. They're really good. It's one of the and they're going to take services. that away from me. Yeah, you know, yeah. it's from us. Very it's sad. Up. Yeah. Hey Sage. Yeah. Um. So. So the necromancer thing. Um. And then I don't know. I guess. I guess also. Josh, when I brought up the whole the comeuppance of the master, you were like, oh, yeah, I want to talk about some stuff there, too. Yeah, because last time we had a really good conversation about the the moral of the story and how gold people who, who were greedy and, and coveted the gold and the silver in the world all ended up dead. Like all, yeah. all the people who were greedy about anything were dead and the people who were chasing who just the wanted to live life. Yeah, that is a different meeting. But uh, uh, the the people who just wanted to live their life, like Bilbo and the people of Lake Town, they they all end up for the better. And when we had that discussion, we came up with a few notable exceptions, being Gollum, who is left without his his precious ring, so therefore has nothing, and 
could effectively be dead, just in despair, I guess. Um, the master of Lake Town, who we were just like, yeah, he just kind of disappeared at the end of the story. Oh, well. Um, and then I think we briefly touched on the Elven King. Right. Because uh, he, he also wanted some of the gold from under the mountain. But that was more of a, that was less of I want to possess this and more of just like, hey, dwarves, repay us for our shit. So there's a couple, there's still a couple of exceptions to that. Everyone who wanted the gold died. But now there's one less exception. Yeah. Yeah. And that, that really stuck out to me. It's like, oh, we actually talked about him like disappearing, but no, he didn't. He, he, he took the money. He actually got the dragon sickness. That's actually mentioned as being dragon sickness. Um, so I still don't know if that, if I got that term from the movies or if that showed up earlier in the book and I just glossed over it by accident, but now we definitely know dragon sickness is definitely a thing. The gold is definitely cursed. Um, and yeah, the Lake Town master just absconds with most of it and then gets left behind by his buddies and starves to death. Yeah. What's that? What's that famous saying? Well, you can't eat gold. Um, yeah, something like that. Yeah. So, yeah, I also nothing uh, as soon as I say. saw as soon as I saw the dragon sickness line too, it's like, oh yeah, Josh was talking about that and there it is. Um I was generally right. my memory is pretty bad, but I, I feel like for reading, like especially for a term like that, I really think I'd remember if it came up earlier. I kind of feel like this is the only time that Tolkien actually name drops like dragon sickness right here on like the second to last page. Right. And I I've I feel the same way, especially since I feel like I was looking for the term throughout the book because it, it was in my head at some point. I was like, did I get it from the book or did I get it from the movies? And I didn't remember which. And apparently I got it from the movies because it doesn't show up until literally the second to last page. Yeah. Um, unless we missed it somehow. <laughs> yeah. But it, it is it is interesting that they that, that Tolkien talks about that. Yeah, that Tolkien brings that up and, and makes sure to show like, yeah, no, the and because uh, I was kind of thinking about it too, like um, I think I think it's Balin who talks about like the prosperity of Lake Town. You know, the they say the rivers are running with gold, like the prophecy, because like there's so much trade on the river now, like it's super wealthy. And it, I was like, oh, so what? Like the fucking master dick bag is like just profiting off of all of that, and it's like no. He just starved to death alone by himself somewhere in the fucking wasteland. Like, yep, had a pretty horrible end. So, uh, yeah. And the new guy's pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. It's like now, if Tolkien were a true revolutionary, I think we'd have a bit more to say about the position that this person occupies. But uh, <laughs> you know, it's all about wonder, having the right uh, people. I just wonder what what regeneration the master was on, Josh. What do you think? <laughs> It wasn't Missy. It was not Missy. It, no. Maybe it was Delgado. I don't know. Right before the I, whatever the the one before the guy who locked himself in the at the end of the universe with the the chameleon circuit, not the chameleon circuit, uh, chameleon arch. Oh yeah 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 yeah. yeah. Um, when he first shows up in the yeah you know the war master that guy or person <laughs> that time lord <laughs> yeah um i think the only other thing i want to mention specifically 
before maybe we it's like oh, okay if there's anything else we want to mention then we can give our general thoughts um you know josh you kind of mentioned like going back through and talking about your um your notes from the beginning and one that like really stuck out to me i remember reading the troll chapter and they talked about burying the gold, and I was like, I don't know why they're talking about this, because it doesn't seem like it's going to fucking matter. And then, Josh, you said, Connor, the book is kind of pretty much called There and Back Again. I think they're going to come back for it. And I was like, oh, shit. That's, like, really astute, Josh. You're totally right. So in this chapter, when they went back for the gold, I was like, it's happening. They got it. <laughs> they have the gold. So yeah, uh, that, that was one of my notes for, for this chapter. That, that's what I mentioned earlier in this podcast. It's like, yeah, there's, there's a couple at the beginning where it's like, I just broke down like two sentences that I was specifically looking at. Do they come back for the troll gold? Right. Yeah. And I have one here at the end. It's uh, uh, page 312 in my copy. Uh, they did get the troll gold. Finally, an answer to a question we've had since page 53. Yep. I felt really bad for the ponies, though. Yeah, they had a lot to carry. They had a lot yeah, to carry, lot to yeah. yeah. Um, They're well, like, I'm, can you believe these guys? We got <laughs> so many satisfying answers in this, in this, yeah. uh, this chapter. It's a very good conclusion. It is kind of funny, like, just, I don't know, I'm thinking about it now, too, because in that scene, um, Bilbo's like, I think I have all the gold that I need, you know, you take it, Gandalf, and Gandalf's right. like, hey, that's pretty sweet, but, you know, you should have some, too. <laughs> so they split up all the gold, they take it back and stuff, and it's like, you know, it's just kind of funny, because, like, we're, we're also kind of talking about all the characters that, like, met all these horrible ends from, you know, their greed and stuff. And, and sure enough, like, we see that Bilbo is not greedy. Like, he's, he's willingly right. passing this up. So, like, I understand from a character standpoint, like, it's, it's more important that, like, he does not have the characteristics of a greedy person. It's just also a little funny that it's kind of like when you read a fan fiction or something. It's like, everything worked out. It's like... It's it's like, you know, yeah, like, he's not greedy, but, like, he is fucking rich, by the way. Like, yeah. it is just worth noting, yeah. like, he's fucking loaded. Like, Bilbo's fine, like, he's not... a good person, but he does get all the benefits of wealth. Right. You know? Yeah, but, I mean, he he did have to spend a lot of the, uh, a, a good chunk of it getting his stuff back. He, yeah, I mean, they do say that. <laughs> he had to buy all the shit back from his neighbors. It does sound um, like he's pretty. I mean, I get the impression he's pretty much set for life, even even oh, yeah, after. He oh, is. definitely, he, yeah. And that it, I don't think it un, it does not undercut the message. But since we're talking about it, I just do think it's kind of funny. It's like, yeah, you know, you should appreciate what you have, and like, you know, take everything day by day, and you know, not lose yourself to to greed, like all these other people, like you know. And then it's like, oh, yeah, you're right. You should be more like Bilbo, who's like a great person, but also sort of wins the lottery. Like, you know, <laughs> it's like, OK, cool. He did, to, he did it to fight trolls and a dragon to get it, though. Uh, yeah, I mean, I can't argue with that. So, you know, winning the lottery, right, Nova? <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, to, to wrap up my thoughts on uh, I, I don't know if there's any other specifics you want to get to, but I got a couple. Yeah. For, for this chapter specifically. Yes. Oh, okay, sure. Then let's hear him, and then okay. we'll, we'll kind of get into our general uh, talk. Sure. Um, 
so we went over the homely house uh being the first one because oh my god that i did not get that yeah um i have a snarky comment about the elf singing which i think bilbo says something along the to the effects of he wasn't sure certain but he suspected the elves were singing since they left and my note is like yeah the elves probably have been singing non-stop since they left because that's what tolkien does with the elves yeah uh Let's see, getting off to the wizard convention. There's a really nice exchange before they get back to Hobbit Town that I really liked. And uh, it's, uh, I think it's right after, right before, or right after they get the troll gold. Probably before, since that's what the page count says. Um, Gandalf says, There is a long road yet. And Bilbo responds with, But it is the last road. And yeah. that just, that felt very good i don't i, I really like that exchange uh so right we're, we're I, not done but once we get through it then it's over yeah that's a good way of putting it then you can rest yes uh let's see troll gold so this is how the hobbit ends with family drama <laughs> the whole <laughs> uh it, it's very hobbity it's the whole uh yeah, everyone everyone thinks he's he's dead after being gone for a year. He has to spend years litigating the fact that he is in fact who he says he is and buying his stuff back. He still never gets all of it back. Half the family doesn't talk to him because he's uh uh they they suspect he's an imposter. Um but in the end it still it still works out in the end. Yeah. But it was just uh how funny fought, is it that dragons. he comes back he comes back on the day of the auction. Yeah. Yeah. That, I mean, that's just storytelling, but it's also just like, yeah, that it just makes you come think back the day after. Maybe yeah. Gandalf just planned it all very, very well. That, <laughs> you know? That's the other thing. When see, I, I remember this, the, the, this plot point of his stuff being sold off when he gets back. And part of me was wondering when Gandalf was insisting that he takes some of the troll gold, that Gandalf maybe knew something was going to happen. Yeah, right. Where he would need it. Right. Yeah. Because Gandalf, Gandalf is the kind of person who'd be like, "Yeah, your stuff's being sold off as we speak. <laughs> yeah, let's, yeah. Let's let's hurry it up if you still want a house to get home right. to, buddy." He's uh-huh. not going to actually say that, but <laughs> he'll try and help you, you out in the right direction. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then uh, I don't know why I got, I got hung up on this, but. I noted that he used that Tolkien used the term queer as as an odd, like yeah. his neighbors, his forever, like he Bilbo lost his reputation and was seen as his neighbors as the queer one in town or something to that effect. I don't know why I went on this little thing about like maybe there was some LGBTQ analogs here. I don't think Tolkien ever intended that. Uh, but just like how Bilbo is kind of shunned, but he's just living his best life. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I will say I, I do love that. Um, you know, I mean, it, it, it seems like before he went on this, this journey, he was kind of, you know, happy where he stood, but, but he kind of like was, was like really adamant that he's just like a normal hobbit, you know, I'm just, just, I'm not anything special, just normal, you know? And, uh, you know, coming back from all he's seen and done, he's, he's happy to, you know, to have the rest of the, uh, the the population think that he's a weirdo, you know, like he doesn't mind at all. And, uh, so, so, I mean, at the very least, I feel like there's, 
a self-actualization and and assuredness that he has in himself now that he he did not have before that i think is 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 great yeah he he knows exactly who he is and what he is and he he doesn't care what others think of him he's just gonna live his life and and i'm totally in support of him uh you know being a queer icon now you know we can can make (laughs) it happen i mean for a hobbit maybe because they're all the stay at home and just live your life and he's the one who went on an adventure so he is oh oh Maybe because I forget if it was our first episode or not, but I think we had high for a hobbit. So maybe we do queer for a hobbit now. <laughs> you know. Although I really do like a moment of science. I, I mean, I it's really, of science, yeah. it's really. Fu- I cannot express to you how funny I think that is. It's one of those <laughs> things where it's so funny I can't even laugh about it. Actually, I just think it's hilarious. And you will uh, listen back, and you will know that that. I I really can't wait. I'm really I'm really excited for that. Um. um yeah. So a couple couple quick notes. Uh, we already went over the master and the dragon sickness. Um. We might have gotten some foreshadowing about Frodo. In the end, wait. Because, who? Um, <laughs> F Baggins. Tolkien mentions how Bilbo uses his leftover treasure to buy expensive gifts for his useful and practical, or something like that, like like fancy and practical gifts for his nephews, nieces, and nephews on the Tuke side of the family. Um. I don't fully understand recall Frodo and Bilbo's relationship, but I'm pretty sure it's nephew uncle. So that could be a little that could be a tiny little hint of Frodo hanging about in the Hobbit. What oh, side of that's... the family is Frodo from? Well, I assume it would be the Took side since he has some kind of connection with Bilbo still, and not the side the yeah I don't know Sackville Bagginses who decided they didn't like Bilbo anymore for living in his own <laughs> and house. Don't, don't even fully believe he's alive <laughs> or a real person. <laughs> yeah. So. Uh, yeah, then my final note is actually on like the second to last paragraph and I actually had trouble reading it. Like, this is right wait, before wait, wait, Not I... to sound like an idiot though, but I mean like Frodo is like famously Frodo Baggins. He's not Frodo Took. So wouldn't it make more sense that he... Wouldn't he have to be a Baggins? How does like cousins and shit work? I don't remember I, how names I work. I don't know. I have what even are cousins? I have cousins. <laughs> what are cousins? My first cousin have... moment of science to figure it out. <laughs> there, there are at least four or five different names. Yeah. Uh, it for cousins on both sides of my family, and on just one side of the family, there's at least three. Yeah, so, I guess you're right. I mean, a cousin is is just, just for last names. The child of a child of your uncle or aunt right so it's like i guess depending on how the marriage is and whether or not they take you know do or don't take a name i guess right it's like i guess your cousin could have any name essentially right not to say i mean like honestly not to sound like an idiot like i am talking (laughs) this out right now to get it straight in my head because I just really don't give a shit or think about it most of the time. But um, okay, so I guess, I guess so, yeah. whatever. Who, who who knows about Frodo? Who knows? <laughs> we'll find out. All right. Uh, so my last note is actually on the very last, uh, second to last paragraph, because technically Bibble has the last line. Um, but Bilbo, Balin, and Gandalf are talking about 
the new master and the new songs about the rivers running with gold these days. And I think what Gandalf is trying to say in this last paragraph is he's reminding Bilbo that he's just a small part of the world and not the point around which it revolves. And I'm just going to read the paragraph so see if you guys agree with that conclusion. Of course, said Gandalf. And why should they... Why should not they prove true? Surely you don't disbelieve the prophecies because you had a hand in bringing them up about yourself. You don't really suppose, do you, that all your adventures and escapes were managed by mere luck just for your sole benefit? You are a very fine person, Mr. Baggins, and I am very fond of you, but you are only quite a little fellow in a wide world after all. So there's a lot of double negatives there that just kind of confuse me. And it's like, I know how to deal with the open negatives in my head, but it's still just like, the first sentence kind of sounds like he's, he's like saying, um, like, the the prophecies, like, yeah, of course the prophecies are true, but then it's also like, right. it sounds like he's also like, you, you do you actually believe them? Well, it, so it, I, it was a weird flip-flop, and it's like, I, I wasn't certain if Gandalf was trying to be like, Bilbo, do you actually believe these prophecies? Why why do you care? Or like, Bilbo, why don't you believe them? Of course they're real. It's like, I couldn't figure out which way he was going with that. But yeah. I settled on, he's just trying to remind Bilbo that he's a small part of the world, regardless of what's happened to him. Yeah, the way I take it here, so, right, it's in response to Bilbo saying, hey, the prophecies are real, huh? And Gandalf yeah, is like, yeah. right, why, why should not they prove true? So, yes, like, why wouldn't the prophecies be true? And then this next line, he's saying, are you saying, Bilbo, you don't believe in the prophecies because you yourself had a part in making them happen? You know, it's kind of like, um, it's kind of like if, Dune? I guess, well, I mean, yes, my first thought was Dune, obviously, but it's like that idea. It's like you believe a myth, right? And then it's like, what if you found yourself in the myth making of it? You know, like all of a sudden, like you're kind of. You think you might think little of yourself, but like you're actually kind of like this vessel for great change. And so Gandalf is like, hey, you know, just because you helped make the prophecy come true doesn't make it any less true. Like, because we, you would usually think of a prophecy as like a mystical thing that like the universe brings about. Like, you know, a prophecy comes true outside of yourself. But instead, it's like it takes your own action. You know, it's kind of like when people say, like, don't just depend on the power of prayer. Like, you also have a responsibility to, like, be the change you want to see in the world, you know? Yes. Um, And so Gandalf is like, Bilbo, hey, you made it happen, but it doesn't mean the prophecy wasn't true, you know? Yeah. Thank you. I mean, that that definitely clears it up. This this was the last part of the book where it's just like, it's the last – this is the last bit of the book and I'm still, I'm struggling with it on Sunday. Yeah. It's like, Oh my God. Uh, and then I sat down and wrote about the book for five hours and I don't know how that, <laughs> like that was literally, literally 10 minute difference. Yeah. And I yeah. still couldn't figure it out. And it's just like, okay, I, I need to write something down and we'll start with this on. We'll, we'll, we'll go over this on Tuesday. So, yeah, I think the only other thing, you know, it's kind of funny because he also he says, you don't really suppose that all your adventures and escapes were managed by mere luck for your sole benefit. And I also think he's kind of like saying, like, you know, maybe destiny plays a part in these things. Like, like was okay. it just luck, you know? Or, you know, maybe there is, like, some cool mystical force that makes these things happen, but, like, you're, you're part of that yourself. That's, I don't know, I don't, I don't want to say that's me reaching necessarily... 
I'm using what Gandalf is saying, but I, I also yeah. was a little confused by some of this, and I feel like maybe towards the end, he's kind of like saying, like that line, you don't think it was just luck, was it? It's like, well, if it wasn't luck, then what are you talking about, Gandalf? And I, I think he's kind of talking about like the destiny of, I, of people. Yeah, okay. I, I also kind of got a vibe that he was inferring like himself pulling strings as well a little bit. Mm. Possibly. When I was reading that. Just because I, I just I felt that way all along, and I, I, I think Connor's point is to, is spot on. I think I think that's definitely the like the takeaway from from uh, that conversation. But I also feel like he's like, yeah, well, I, you know, it wasn't all you, right? It wasn't all yeah? I mean, it, it, all it definitely wasn't. We, Gandalf did have a a big part to play, so um, that'd be really funny if he was alluding to himself. As, as like an agent of destiny. Yeah, would have been funnier if he he uh, did a like a little wink at the end. <laughs> Maybe when we watch the movie, we'll get that. Yeah, you know? that would be great. A little, a little twinkle in his eye. Oh, oh, book two. Okay, sorry, I'm I'm looking in the Fellowship of the Rings now, and I'm just that's all right. Seeing the chapter numbers, and it's like I just realized the margin of my copy are too small for the sticky notes I've been using take notes so i need to figure out a whole new note taking system for the next when, when we start reading it i mean once you read a part in the book you can kind of slap it over the text my brother I mean, does that sometimes yeah but i mean the nice thing about my copy of the hobbit is that these sticky notes fit right in the margins so i didn't have to cover any any of the text like that i see yeah so it's those are particularly large margins in the Hobbit, though. I think it's more they, normal in the the Lord of the Rings copy you have. You're right, and I, whatever system I come up with in the Lord of the Rings is probably what's going to persist in future readings. So, um, yeah, we should that I went through all the notes that I have in this chapter. I think we should talk about our final thoughts on the book, um, and then give it a rating and figure out what we're going to do next. Yeah. Let's. Um, I know you'll, you know, sounds like you'll have some more things you want to cover, Josh. And I know Connor was kind of like thinking about time, but I want to encourage you to share what you want to share. Right, Connor? Uh, yeah, share, share, share away. Yeah, see? There uh, you go. <laughs> so overall with the book, I, I've thoroughly enjoyed it. I'm not going to go into the detail by detail that I wrote down. Oh, come on. Uh, if you want to, if you... <laughs> we're, already, we're already an hour and a half into this um there's a million other things i, w I would like to do this week um like build an airplane <laughs> planning to build up to building an airplane yeah yeah um but no um so i won't get into the nitty-gritty details if you if you'd like to know all that uh please check out our patreon you'll find it there in the next couple of days um hell yeah I need to finish up the, the thoughts for this chapter after this lovely discussion we've had. Uh, think of it as director's commentary hmm. um, from the sound designer. <laughs> I'm not the director. I'm, um, none of us are, really. So, no. <laughs> um, so yeah. Uh, overall with the book, I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Uh, I'm really glad we could read it together and really digest it a lot better than when I was reading it. Uh expecting the to get through the whole book before the first hobbit movie came out uh sorry the first peter jackson hobbit movie came out back whenever that did, happened i remember sitting on a it 
in the hotel in Florida, uh, listening to some steel drums down by the pool for some reason. <laughs> uh, like reading through the the like them arriving at the mountain. Yeah. Um. But I, I mean, I. I feel like I understand the story better. I feel like talking with you guys like, oh, this part makes a lot more sense. Of course, the homely house is going to be the first one on the way back. It was the last one on the way out. <laughs> um, I feel like we've gotten better characterization of the, the dwarves and all the other characters having shared this with one another. Um, granted, we didn't have a lot to go off on most of the dwarves aside from Thorin being the king and Balin being his advisor and Bomber being fat. But mm-hmm. uh, it was still like better understanding of everything. Um, I'd forgotten how quickly Smog dies after he he shows up. He's built up and built up, and he he makes a big splash when he when he finally appears. But a uh, man burning the candle from both ends, and like also from the middle with him because he just immediately gets killed, like. Some real Last Jedi vibes, right? <laughs> it's like 35 pages, and a, a third of those are just everyone being like, where's Smog? <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, there's there's stuff that I I don't think ever made into movie. Like, Bjorn, I think, gets replaced with the Radagast stuff in the movies. And, uh, like, there's just... Yeah, getting to see such a literary... Uh, such an inf- influential literary classic as The Hobbit with clearer eyes now is just an experience, I guess. And I'm, I've, I'm just trying to say I've really enjoyed all of it. Um, I wish, as always, we could have read it a little faster, but there are times when even I was just like, oh, shit, I got to read before before we meet because otherwise it's just going to... I'm not going to have time. Like the, the chapters with Bjorn, I could barely get through those. I, I admitted during the podcast, like I was falling half asleep during those. Yeah. Uh, Cause I was, I mean, I was, had some other things going on at the time, but it was uh, still difficult to get through those chapters. And then here at the end, it's just like, Oh shit, I'm already done. What do I do now? And uh, I want to keep reading, but I mean, that's, that's some of the best praise I think you can give any kind of media is like, I want more of it. Um, and some for better or for worse, <laughs> depending on the franchise. But uh, when I say the worst thing I can say about a, a, a show or a book is that it ended. Uh, I think that's some of the highest praise I can give. And I don't want to say that for The Hobbit specifically, but it's like I, I wish there was some more details in the end. So I, I wish there was a bit more there. Uh, but it the, the ending itself was very satisfying. Um. So I I don't want to say I wish The Hobbit didn't end. I want to say I wish The Hobbit had a bit more in it. Not mm-hmm. Peter Jackson movies leveled more, but I, I, I guess I wish the part where they the part after they got to Lake Town was as detailed as the part where they before they got to Lake Town. So yeah, it felt, it felt very fast paced after they arrived at Lake Town. Yeah, and I even remember, I think um, I think it's when, I think it's exactly at that point when um, the dwarves are all in the barrels and Bilbo is invisible with the ring on, on the raft, riding from the elven king's palace to Lake Town. 
the end of that chapter, Tolkien says something like, and now we're going to speed it up a bit because like we're almost at the end and there's not a lot of fucking story left. So here we go. And even then I was like, uh, you could have just paced the story a little bit better there, dude. Like, you know, <laughs> you don't have to you don't yeah. have to write in an explanation here two thirds of the way through the book. Like, oh, we're just going to gloss past this shit because I took too much time talking about like ponies and shit, you know? Yeah. And the elves like, have been oh. singing too much. Oh, we better fast yeah. forward through the dragon. Wait, what? Yeah. Go back to the dragon. Yeah. No, we got to so get back I to the elves singing. <laughs> Um, I mean, like, ultimately, I, I, um, I don't know. I guess I do find myself agreeing with you on that point, Josh. I, um, I I don't, the thing is, is, like, I don't feel like it was, like, too fast, necessarily. But given the level of detail that was given, like, earlier portions in the book, like you're saying, like, you think about, um, you think about, like, the page length that was devoted to, um like the dwarves being captured by the trolls and then the ensuing like kind of fight and getting out of that predicament. Yep. Versus the battle of the five armies, which was a page and a half, you know, (laughs) Um, it just, it doesn't feel, it doesn't feel like weighted properly. It does feel a little off balanced in that, in that sense. I think it's very much like a classic doctor who where, where, you know, they'll have like, four filler episodes where the doctor gets trapped again and then has to escape and then save the companions and they get trapped again. And then finally in the last episode, like, you know, it resolves very, very quickly. Um, So, I mean, that's something I, you know, that's something that I appreciated in, you know, whereas in Hitchhikers, I think Douglas Adams kind of was, you know, going off format or, or writing a story paced differently or, you know, structured differently because he is a contrarian, you know? Yeah. But I think, um, I think Tolkien, it was doing that because we talked a little bit about this, that kind of those norms were not necessarily as established back then. Um, yeah. Which, which makes sense. And like, it's, you know, if you don't like it, that's, that's fine. It's, it's not an excuse for like, Oh, this is why it's good. But it's something that I, kind of enjoy i i i don't know i get a weird thrill about uh reading something that's not as uh, predictably formatted or structured so so i i kind of kind of like that yeah no i mean i, I yeah. think that's that's fair too and it, yeah it's certainly not to say that any of it was like uh written poorly but i i definitely get josh's point where it's like you know yeah, could the Hobbit be like tightened up a little bit more? And you know, on one hand, it's like the Hobbit, <laughs> one of like the greatest contemporary works <laughs> of fiction. <laughs> like you know, yeah. And then and then it's like yes, you know, it's like that's the thing. It's like I, I I do think that there's, you know, room for that to be true. Like to to appreciate it and to enjoy it, and then to be like you know, but is it perfect? You know, it doesn't mean you didn't love it. It doesn't mean that it's not incredible in its own right. But like, could yeah. it be better? And it's like yeah, yeah. could be, could be better. But still pretty damn good. Yeah. 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 So I, I get that. I get that sentiment. I really, I, you know, I feel like a lot of times, you know, maybe I spend too much time in my, like, insular Twitter bubble. But, like, it's very frustrating, you know, particularly, like, being a Star Wars fan. And, you know, I might try to, like, call something out and be like, this is why I didn't like this. And, you know, a lot of times people will be like, well, you know, what? You're just here to spew negativity. And it's like... <laughs> I, yeah. You know, motherfucker, I'm saying this because I like it. You know, if I didn't like it, I wouldn't say anything. You know, right? Yeah, no, that's that. It's a weird balance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You want to criticize it because you love it, but 
sometimes it's just it. Sometimes you get to recognize when the criticism is just it's 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 a nitpick. I yeah. I mean, hey, that's what I do. <laughs> if I'm, I'm sure if Alex was out right now, Connor would do a nitpick alert just for posterity. I am not going there. I won't have, but I'm saying I'm sure he would, you know, if I asked him to, you know, I think he would, but we're not going to ask him. No, to. she got me dinner tonight. So I, I'm not going to do that to her. Yeah. That, that would be really, that'd yeah. be ungrateful of you. Um, <laughs> I, I think like kind of going off, um, you mind if I give some of my thoughts here, Josh? I wasn't sure if you want to add more or not. No, that's really all I can all I can say. I mean, I, I, as for the story overall, I mean, I, I do go got in. I did get into a lot of small details and rabbit holes and tangents in my my write up on Sunday, but um, just overall, what the book is, it boils down to I enjoyed it. Um, I, I wish there was a little bit more detail at the end, but it's also just. It's still very, very, very good, and I see why it's so influential. Yeah, um, I can see how other, I, I can see how so much of it influenced the fantasy genre as a whole. Like uh, Dungeons and Dragons, it pulls so much from The Hobbit itself. Um, I mean, fucking Mithril. <laughs> yeah, it's just I know. this whole thing that's named after it. <clears throat> it's just everything in fantasy is like every the whole reason the fantasy genre focuses mainly on medieval times is because that's kind of how the Hobbit and Lord of the Rings is written. It's like taking in that kind of era. So it's, but because it's also like the progenitor of all this stuff, it's like the new stuff that we're used to that builds off of that makes the original feel a little lesser. Like it's missing certain things. So it's, that's why it's always weird to go back after you've seen something that like the pinnacle of a of a genre or the pinnacle of of a type of story and then you go back to the original that made something so popular and it's like well why it's a western sure but why isn't the guy with the big hat shooting the guy with the the badge or something like that or yeah i don't watch a lot of westerns um where's where's ecstasy and gold oh man i don't know all the western fans are gonna be so pissed at us (laughs) (laughs) they're gonna come come at us but or or just or just within a a single singular franchise like you go back and watch the original star wars and it's like oh my god you can see the the edit er errors on the tie fighters as they try to do a role chasing the millennium falcon then you you fast forward to the fucking latest episode of the mandalorian it's just like oh my god that ship is beautiful and it's yeah yeah and the sound design and like, oh, my, like there's you can still appreciate the original while also appreciating the what what came from it. Yeah. And I it, it probably changes how you see the original a little bit. Yeah. But uh, I don't know where I'm going with that train of thought. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, it's well, I mean, I'll I'll try not to ramble too long because um, what I wanted to, to say was you know, really the same idea that you're getting at. Cause when I finished the Hobbit, you know, it's not that I felt underwhelmed. Um, it was like, I finished the story and, Someone's and it was like that sense. Oh, you heard that? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. That's Bilbo. Sorry. Um, <laughs> but I, you know, I, I kind of, I was left with that sense where I was like, you know, yeah, you know, it felt very familiar and not to talk about Dune. But um, I remember, like, when I first read Dune, I didn't know anything about it, you know? And 
it's one of those stories that kind of felt like it, you know, it rewires you a little bit because it was so, so different from what I could have ever expected it to be, even though it is older, you know? Um, and like you're saying, Josh, you know, the Hobbit, um, because so many stories have been inspired by it and because of the way it influenced and, and shaped like the modern fantasy idea, and even just like growing up, you know, we grew up in the era of the Peter Jackson films, like even to, yeah, you know, teenagers today, like, you know, potentially they, they might even seem like a little campy. And, you know, it's like, you know, whoa, you know, I, I can't speak for them, um, but like I've been able to for years, <laughs> <laughs> but like we <laughs> good one. But, you know, we we grew up. When those movies were coming out, like I remember going to like see them in the movie theater, you know, um, and like so so not only was like the idea of fantasy, like modern day fantasy already so established by Lord of the Rings, but also like our very, very modern idea of it was like being filtered through like this cinema lens, you know, yeah. like it's not just Lord of the Rings, it's Peter Jackson's Lord of the Rings. This is what Lord of the Rings looks like. This is what fantasy looks like. These yep. are the tropes. These are the characters. Like, this is it, you know? And um, Or Monty Python and the Holy Grail, but yes. Yes, yeah, yeah <laughs> obviously, right? We, I, we have that in common as well, Josh. But it's like... And so to, to have, like, that... To, to grow up in that, like, world and in that environment and to have that story surround you in a way that, like, even if you don't give a shit about Lord of the Rings, like, you're aware, you know, you're aware of it. Yep. It's like, it's this air that you breathe. And then, like, you're saying to go back and to read the actual book, um, it's like, yeah, this is The Hobbit, all right. But, like, that feeling only comes from from living in a world that's been so affected by its presence, um, yeah. and so it is, it is strange to be like, Hey, let's like go to the source and then be like, yeah, it was, it was pretty good. Like it, it was pretty good. And it's like, what? Pretty good. The Hobbit. And it's like, but even before we read the Hobbit, we've like read the Hobbit in some sense, like that story. It's like so yeah. big. It's like inside of our DNA, you know, it's like, it'd be like if you haven't ever watched star Wars, I can't imagine what that's like. But Neither there are I. people who are like that. Uh, they're liars, but yes. <laughs> yeah, and like, all right, you know, you're pulling it's... a tax man now. Now you're pulling. <laughs> no, no, I. That was a God. joke. I don't want to come back to this now. No, I don't want to do this now. He, C- continue. I, I mean, Bef- before he get before he get started, just continue with your. What you're it says a lot. I don't. I don't want to get back to this now. So, so um, just to echo Josh's point, it is strange. To read what, by the way, we've we've mentioned this several times, is not even actually the original publication of the of the Hobbit. Right. We're already reading a revised version of the Hobbit, and 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 even more than that, to be reading it in 2023 with its impact like so far removed from its publication, f- from everything that it's created beyond that, from from everything that it's influenced, from even just looking at tweets from a week or two ago where people are like. We're gonna expand the Lord of the Rings brand, and we're gonna make twenty video games and ten more films, and, and it's like, what the fuck? Yeah. And then you read The Hobbit, and it, you know, it's it is a classic adventure story, well told, um, and it doesn't need to be anything more than that because when it came out, you know, that like 
like the greatest adventure story before this was probably around the world in 80 days or from the earth to the moon <laughs> yeah like, who knows it's, it's and, it, right it's probably some classic story that it's oh you know maybe 20, like league, uh, twenty thousand leagues under the sea yeah robinson crusoe you know it's like who knows you right like i mean and and it's not to disparage any any other book and it's certainly not to to be like oh yeah you know the hobbit's okay like the hobbit's great but mm-hmm. it is it is like also a cultural artifact it's a fantastic story but it's a cultural artifact it's both of those things simultaneously and, and to read it, it by making a podcast about and, it <laughs> and, to, and to read it and to finish it and to kind of examine it and be like yeah like you know what's so great about the hobbit and it's like the context of what's so great about the hobbit is like everywhere and also completely lost because we're just so separated from why people were enthralled with it when it first came out. Yeah. Very and, well said. and that is strange. So um very well yeah. said. Good job. Thank you. But it's um, good. I just wanna comment, not necessarily add, but when you were saying about how you remember going to the theaters to watch Lord of the Rings, I never saw it in theaters. I my first exposure to the movies and thus the franchise was on a coach bus. Uh when my robotics team in high school went to St. Louis for the, the national competition. Um, so I was like a junior in high school and like a sophomore happened to bring the extended edition, I think of the, <laughs> of the, the DVDs. And so we just, I think we watched like the fellowship at half of the, the two towers on the way down. Then we watched, finished the two towers and most of uh, return of the King on the way back to school. And we, I never saw the last like 15 minutes because we got to the school before the movie ended uh, until I went to college and so we, someone actually like threw them on and we watched them in my freshman year, like literally like the first month I was there and I never touched Lord of the Rings again until the Hobbit movies came out. Nice. Um, but going back to the theater, I do remember seeing a theater marquee with the two towers up, but this was after 9-11 and I was an elementary school idiot. I thought it was a movie about 9-11. Yeah, wait, I was going to say, the two towers after 9-11? Who, who, yeah. who gave the green light on that? <laughs> I thought it was a book about, I thought it was a movie about that thing I saw on TV that I, I that just made everyone upset, and I didn't, Tolkien still have known. didn't fully understand. Tolkien should have known. <laughs> yeah. So, that that was, that's effectively my experience with, with the franchise until uh, fucking, uh, Peter Jackson movies came out and I, I knew they were coming out so I dug this book out of my bookshelf because my aunt gave it to me when I was fourth or fifth grade I think and uh, finally read through it that time I said I was on the basically on the beach reading it and that was whenever the movies came it was almost ten years ago now because yeah. I, I, I think it was a sophomore in college and once the final Peter Jackson movie came out, I literally have not touched anything Lord of the Rings except the memes on Reddit and the first you know, it's 90 pages when I attempted to read it two years ago. You know, so. um, I don't encourage anyone to actually uh, watch it, but Return of the King is coming back to theaters. Um, I mean, I don't you, know if it's this month or next month. If you, uh, yeah, you shouldn't. You, if you've already read the Lord of the Rings and you've seen the movies and you want to go see it, go see it. It's always fun to see stuff in theaters. I got to oh. go see. I got to go see Wrath of Khan when it was back in theaters a few years ago. That I, I was meant, awesome. I meant us, not yes, anyone. But, yes, that's what I was trying to say. Um, 
but I got on tangents again. Uh, it's but yeah, funny any of us probably shouldn't go again. Return of the Jedi is also coming to theaters this April. Oh, fuck that. What we else is returning? Well, the uh, returns right, so, are returning. So retur- return, I, don't, I don't know what the dates are for Return of the King, but I have it pulled up here, here for Return of the Jedi. Um, it's going to be... Uh, it says Dolby has added the re-release of Return of the Jedi to their theatrical schedule for April 28th, 2023. So potentially Return of the King and Return of the Jedi may be in theaters at the same time this year. Isn't that weird? That is weird, and we, we really should get tickets to Return of the Jedi because, holy shit, that is, that is my favorite original movie. Shit, my chair just more more uh, like more like Return of the Movies. Am I right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, Return we, to we the should, theater. We, we should get tickets for that. Good I want to see Luke and Vader fighting on the big screen. I want that experience now. Oh man. Yeah. Uh, I want to see the Battle of Endor. Fuck. I I well, like them to combine both movies and have Bilbo. <laughs> the, the Return and, of the Jedi King. Yeah, Bilbo and uh, Vader having a show there's a D campaign i listen to they do halloween specials where it's it's just a one-shot adventure and the first one was like oh yeah everyone's in a graveyard and they go to fight the evil skeletor but then the second one was just multiverse of madness uh uh like all the characters were from different franchises like they were the same characters but they were just like plucked from versions of themselves from different franchises and it's like oh yeah we've got fucking link and uh, 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 Yoko Littner from fucking uh, uh, the, the robot anime. Fuck, Gurren Lagann. No. Um, uh, uh, Doctor Strange and uh, one character, but exactly the same, but wearing a strawberry, and fucking Luke Skywalker, just like trying to trying to kill the one of the many many the death stars that have shown up and it's just it's utter pure chaos but it, you saying like they should combine just remind me of that utter insanity of eight hours eight hours of insanity that i just absolutely love to death crazy so well guess what campaign. that's what's gonna happen once disney buys the ip <laughs> of lord of the rings yeah how long until how long until warner sells to disney that's gonna be another like eight months yeah. or so it's gonna happen no. By the end of the decade. The mouse will own everything. Before this decade is out. Yeah. <laughs> land Bilbo on the Death Star and return him safely <laughs> to the Shire. You know, I wanna I wanna find out if a Jedi or or any any um lightsaber wielding individual wears the one ring, like does their lightsaber become invisible or do you still see it like when Bilbo was wielding Sting? That isn't that is a flame war and dining question <laughs> that's a question that will like ignite oh, flame wars on the internet let's so. ask reddit yeah connor that's i think <laughs> yeah. that's your uh your area of expertise That'll so i say go good engagement it. yeah <laughs> connor um final thoughts. how about you jump in here and and tell us how you felt reading through the hobbit um i I enjoyed it a lot more than I thought I would throughout the entire thing. Um, it, it was a very pleasant read. Um, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll say I wasn't... I mean, it didn't feel like it was a uh, super connection to me on the same level as uh, Hitchhikers was or, you know, Dune at a more extreme level. But 
I, I, I still really, really enjoyed my time, and it did feel like I was, you know, reading through a classic. Um, it it was very, very immersive, and it it always left me happy after you know reading a chapter. Um, Especially after Thorin died. Yeah, <laughs> okay. uh, that, that bastard. So happy to see him go. Um, but I, 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 you know, I do think that it that it serves as a good, you know, another bridge to Lord of the Rings because we had, you know, this kind of very fun, fast kind of uh, not 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 a empty calories, but you know, more of a, a fast food reading um, experience with hitchhikers. There, you know, there there's a lot of substance, but but they're also very uh, you know digestible. Um, mm-hmm. and so now that we're building up to Lord of the Rings, which is an epic, you know, the Hobbit is a good, um, kind of stepping stone or bridge to, to build up, to get to that, um, that journey. If we end up taking it, I, I, I like that analogy with the, the fast food. It's like, yeah, the, the Hitchhiker's Guide definitely feels like quick meals, like, yeah. like fast food. I yeah. mean, there's a lot of it. You're hopping between every fast food chain in the in the in town when you're reading it but um yeah the hobbit would be more of like yeah we're just gonna go have a sit down at the the local family restaurant yeah uh like olive garden not olive garden but like uh, like Mm. like like a step up from like friendly's olive garden like maybe uh i don't know uh outback yeah the 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 hobbit's like the cheesecake factory yeah did did you say outback because that's an australian restaurant and that's where they filmed the hobbit were they well, n- no, they New filmed, Zealand. They filmed same in New thing. Zealand. Those are the same place. Everyone knows that oh, those yeah. are the same place. Oh, yeah. oh, yeah. We all know it's the <laughs> Talk same Talk about place. people who are going to get mad, Connor. They are not yeah. going to like that. Uh, yeah, Connor's, Connor's opinions don't reflect the opinions of everyone else on the podcast. <laughs> um, no, I'm kidding. Um, or, or reflect the reality of the truth. Anyway, um, whereas The Lord of the Rings, yeah, it's probably going to end up being like, like a high high class like multi-course meal like this isn't a that is an event we're gonna have to we're gonna have to fast all day to yeah to get ready for that one yeah for sure um yeah that'll be a high-end swanky establishment (laughs) in uh manhattan right connor well i I guess we'll we'll see they, they have small portions and there's something about this book in front of me that doesn't seem like small portions yeah i guess we'll see because right it's not it's not um I mean, it's a weird analogy, but right. Like, I think the impression that we have, it's not that it's going to be high end in the sense where it's like, oh, cerebral and, and you know, cutting edge and, like you know, but I, I, it is going to be denser. I do think, yeah. I think, I think that the act of reading it will probably take more effort on our parts. And that'll be the, if we're talking about like a meal it's going to be very calorie rich. You know, it's like, it's, yeah. it, I guess it'd be like if you did go to a restaurant and then you filled up on like five courses of bread before your meal actually showed up, you're, you just keep like, you're like, send out the free bread. We'll get another order of bread. You just had like fucking five sittings yep. of bread. And then like your meal comes at the very end and you eat like two bites and then put it in a fucking take home bag and go home. Like, 
Maybe that's it. So. <laughs> well, I don't know. I haven't read we'll it. Find you know, we'll we'll see. Find yeah. Out. yeah. We, we we'll should see. absolutely discuss our, our how much we're reading per chapter because these are longer chapters. Um, yeah, we will go off of that off pod because I haven't looked at yes. it, but we'll we will obviously figure that out before we. Uh, yeah, but when we before say, we I, get our reading schedule. So yeah, I, I meant with the uh, when we sit down to watch the movie. Yeah. Yep. Because we'll be all be together. We can look at it together. Figure it out then. Um, so yeah, Connor, any, any, I, I know I kind of interrupted with the, the, the restaurant talk, but, um, do you have any final, final thoughts or should we get into our ratings real quick? Get into the ratings, baby. Let's do it. All right. Would you like to start us off since you finished with the, <sighs> yeah. So, I mean, review? I, I've, I've kind of, I, I've mentioned this before that my process, it, it's a lot of cal- calculations are going on in my head. Oh my god! Uh, you know, nonstop, twenty four seven. While we're okay, reading, let the, Josh, let the, let Josh let please do not interrupt me. I'm getting my rating. <laughs> I, I was going I, to explain to the audience what we're doing. Josh, he's uh, giving his rating. We're, we're we're giving our ratings. Josh, Josh, a moment of science for Connor. Just let okay, him talk one, it out. Okay. Moment of science. Uh, we'll please, we'll Josh, explain to the audience in a moment. Please. Um, they they understand what ratings are. They don't. There's there's we don't have to explain. They they know we're gonna rate the book. Um, and so I did tally them all up mentally. Every chapter I, I assigned a rating and that got that one in the mix. And then also likability, durability of the book. I threw it on the ground a few times and stomped on it and it held up pretty well. So that was good. Um, you know, memora, memorization ability. How much of it did I memorize? I memorized a few words that were in the book. So that's okay. Um, and... Overall, I did come out to a score of four thousand two hundred. Out, out of, of? four thousand three hundred. Okay, I think that's our highest score yet. Um, <laughs> I don't know if Connor knows math well enough to realize, like, you know. What what he's actually doing there, but that's okay. Yeah. Uh, so for the audience, we we do rate the books at the end. Um, when we did the Hitchhikers get, Guide to the Galaxy, which you can get through our Patreon now, uh, we at the very end we would rate each each individual book, and then we rated uh, overall, and then we compared how our overall rating of the series compared to the averages of our actual ratings through for each book. Um, see if that could show us any change in opinion or uh, anything like that. But uh, and we're rating yeah, them all out of four thousand three hundred. We're we're everyone's scores can. <laughs> I'm not doing see, that. I I'm an engineer who knows how to use uh, spreadsheets, so you are allowed to make any any rating you like, so long as it is a number out of a number uh, another number. You can't say pickles out of waffles because that doesn't make sense in numbers terms. Um, and now I've cursed myself to having those kinds of ratings for the rest of this podcast. But uh, yeah, Connor's 4,200 out of 4,300 is being properly documented in our master spreadsheet of, of book ratings. And uh, yeah, Connor, would you like to please give us another absolutely insane rating yeah um i am tempted to say pickles out of waffles but i will spare you josh (laughs) um 
Uh, I will give the hobbits. Um, oh, um, uh, I'm going to give it a 7.8 out of 10. 7.8 out of 10. Okay. I very much enjoy the book and I recognize that it's a, a, a classic and I do feel that is influencing my rating. Um, it, I've been, as we've been talking, I've been trying to, to understand my feelings, whether or not they are, I like this book because I know it is good because I enjoyed it or because I've been told that it is good. And I'm trying to separate those in my mind. Um, but ultimately I know it's a classic. I understand why it's a classic and because I think I understand it now, I think those conflicting feelings have converged and the number that feels best to me is a 9.1 out of 10. Wow. Yeah. That's a strong showing. Cause I, this is, this is a book that I would recommend others read at some point in their reading career. If you read English, you should probably read The Hobbit at some point. I mean, and I'm yeah. sure it's translated into other languages. So if you can, if you read other, you know, oh yeah, in other languages, you should still read it because it's. A good <laughs> <laughs> so ladies yeah, and I mean, you, you gave it a forty-two hundred, forty-three hundred. So yeah, I guess you think it's pretty good. I do. Um, wait, how did I do this? Oh, that's why. Okay, nope. Let's let's undo that. I made a mistake. Undo. Boop. Do. Pardon me one moment as I uh, set up this. <laughs> I broke my are, are we are we going to fire um, up his vote? calculator? Are we going to vote for what we're going to read next? Are we no, going to figure um, that out now? I think next week we'll do that. Or na- I mean, when we're together. Because it feels like we could just do it now. No, it I'm not ready like, for it that. It certainly now. feels like it. I'm not ready for that now. It feels like we could just do it now. So, ladies and gentlemen, our okay. grand average total for The Hobbit ended up being an 89%. It's pretty good. Um, out of the entire Hitchhiker's Guide series, Mostly Harmless was the only one that uh, got that high. So, Yeah, that was the highest ranked, wasn't it? That's funny. Yeah. And we just... We're, we're keeping up the momentum, I see. Yeah. We have nice. our choices. I don't know. I I mean, hopefully, I, I just have a feeling that the next book, whatever it is, is going to be a huge stinker. So we'll, yeah. we'll see. I just have a, a really bad feeling about it. Tune in next week as we read Everybody Poops. <laughs> <laughs> That's Good a classic. One. That is a classic. Um, all right, folks. So, uh, well, we should say we're actually doing next week because I. Oh yeah. Yeah, we we are going to I don't know if this is news to either of you guys. I've said this but but we are going to watch the 1977 animated Hobbit film. Um so if you're expecting like the the Peter Jackson Hobbit movies, we will be watching those at some point luck. in the future, but not yet. Um Expect them after we watch. We read through the entire Lord, entirety of Lord of the Rings trilogy. Yes, could be yeah, years from that, now. I expect them in that time now. frame. I think that's <laughs> whenever that happens. No idea. Whenever that happens, that'll be it. 
Um, I mean, and who knows if we vote to read a different book next time, it could be many years from now, right, yeah. Connor? Yeah, so. absolutely. Very possible. We so, just don't know. On the next episode, we'll be we'll be talking about that. We'll have watched it together, and we'll be discussing that, as well as voting on the next book that we read, which is very exciting. Um, yeah. So, I mean, and if you'd anything like to, can happen. Like an opportunity to help vote on what book we read next. Yes. Yeah, we're gonna Josh, be. That's we're a good be, segue. We're gonna be checking. Yeah, it is. Continue. Roll, roll with it. The Patreon votes. Uh, if I was you are for Josh a, to roll with it. if I you are a member, you if you're a member of uh, Chump Nation, then um, you are allowed to vote in our democratic uh, process, where you you will decide, you will help decide what book uh, we read next. So yes. I guess we'll have to put up a poll or something because we will. We do have. We do have patrons. Yep. We do have people who who spend money to listen to this, uh, and, and we thank you. We we thank you very are. much. And uh, the the patrons have um, they each of us have one vote. The patrons also have one vote. So uh, yeah, combined. So it will be very interesting. It could change things. Um, so yeah, we'll, that's uh, patreon.com slash chapter jump so please get on that and uh, join in on all the fun we, we should share our, our reading our upcoming reading list um, you guys okay. you two need to update your reading lists uh, now that we finish another book and uh, we will uh, we, we will put the overall ranked like this is what we what we think we want to read next uh, yeah we'll, we'll I think we'll put a list of like five books or something to choose from yep. and then uh, we'll we'll vote from there. Yeah, I, I, that's I Kama Sutra. have that many highlighted, so I think. Uh, yeah, I already have my copy of the Kama Sutra too. So. Yeah, I, I think um, that list right there probably what we what we share, what's in the box, something like that. So yeah, just make sure you update Eat, your pray, love. <laughs> Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants. That's a good one. That's a good one. Um, anyways, folks, if you uh, want to get in touch, please email us at chapterjumpspod at gmail where you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Chapter Chumps. Um, you can rate, review, like, subscribe, all those good things to uh, you know boost boost our ratings. We're in we're in a ratings war with all the with all the other book club podcasts out there. Yeah, with, um, with redheads, yes. the redheads book club reading podcast in particular. Yes, we. I mean, th- that's our number one enemy. We we need to annihilate them in the ratings. In the ratings, not literally, but right, not ratings. literally. I'm sure they're they're fine people, but ratings yes. wise, we do want to annihilate exactly. them. Exactly. Oh, oh shit! I gotta make some calls. <laughs> yeah, you <laughs> undo it, Josh. Undo it. <laughs> and it already all, launched. As always, until next time. Get ready for a really weird animated Hobbit movie that I don't think any of us are fully prepared for. And also, (laughs) please join us as we bow our heads and take the podcast out with a moment of science. The process of getting sucked into a black hole is called spaghettification. That was a really great moment. (laughs) 